Opening night is here and the Bucks have landed in Philadelphia as far as I can tell from social media. They're going to play the Sixers. The Sixers lost to the Celtics, but we're going to break this one down. We're going to look at the Bucks' perspective first of all, and then we're going to have a little chat about what we might have seen uh, from the Sixers and what we can expect in this opening night game. So let's get started. Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Monday to Friday, and find some other stuff over at ESPN alongside me, the founder of brewhoop.com and longtime voice of the podcast, Frank Madden, for today's episode that's brought to you by Prize Picks. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with the promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com and the promo code locked on there. And of course, we thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen or first watch of every day and we're into the regular season now officially opening night is here the nba's already started i don't know why the bucks are waiting two days before they play their first game but they're doing it they're in philly the injury report is in frank and so far uh, as far as we can tell it looks like obviously middleton Connaughton, and joe ingles aren't playing which we understood was going to be the case but it perhaps suggests wesley matthews is good to go for at least some minutes I spoke with Justin about this the other night, but I haven't asked you yet. What are you expecting lineup-wise from this Bucks team in a matchup against this particular Philadelphia team, which does look a little bit different? Yeah, I mean, I guess the, the speculation coming out of the open scrimmage over the weekend was that um, based on what happened there and I think maybe some of the comments, um, but referring to the group as starters, whether that <laughs> means they're actually the group that's going to start on Thursday night, we don't know, but... Um, but it was again, kind of underscoring the challenge the Bucks have right now in that when essentially all of your small forwards that would otherwise be playing rotation minutes are injured, you are either playing small because you're playing, you know, two point guards or two shooting guards, uh, or you're playing very big because, you know, generally your means you're playing Giannis with, with Bobby and, uh, and and Brooke or you know maybe there's some permutation with Mamu in there as well. So um, it will be interesting to see how much Bud swings either of those directions uh, because obviously the the way to not play very strangely in terms of the sizes is to lean into the kind of two remaining more natural threes on the roster in Jordan Wara and Marjan Bochamp, but. Again, the group that we saw on Saturday, or I don't even remember if it was Saturday or Sunday with this scrimmage, but it was Javon Carter playing with Drew Holiday and Grayson Allen, uh, and of course Giannis and and Brooke. So, you know, what would that kind of grouping mean in uh, in a potential matchup like this? I mean, I, I think fundamentally, you know, this is where again you just sort of look at Drew Holiday and say, well, thank God we have Drew Holiday <laughs> because, uh, you know, he he's your point guard, but the flip side is 
he can play with a smaller guard like Javon Carter and guard shooting guards. And Javon Carter can just be pressuring ball handlers. If you're playing the Sixers, obviously you could say, well, you know, Tyrese Maxey's the smallest, quickest guy out there. Javon, go go defend that guy. Um, or if you're playing Grayson Allen with Javon Carter and Drew Holiday, Drew Holiday probably becomes in in many lineups the de facto small forward. So, um, so we'll see. I mean, it's uh, we'll see how they match up. We'll see if that's actually the group that that Bud goes with. Um, you know, as you guys were talking about, I I would guess probably on opening night. I mean, it feels like we're going to have to see at least one of Jordan and and Marjan. Um, I would guess he'd probably lean towards. Jordan Wara, just based on kind of the experience factor and, you know, <laughs> the devil, you know, <laughs> type of, of logic, not that, not that Jordan is always in the places he's supposed to be defensively. Um, but, uh, but, you know, I think he's a little bit, a little bit more of a known quantity and, uh, you know, obviously you're, if you're expecting Marjon to play, you know, real minutes in his first NBA game on the road in Philly, that's, that's a pretty high bar, you know, especially given some of the, the weapons that, uh, that the Sixers can roll out. So, uh, so yeah, I think it'll be really interesting. I mean, certainly PJ Tucker being in the starting five, I think gives you a degree of freedom in the sense that you can play, you know, would you put Grayson Allen on PJ Tucker and kind of dare them to post up Grayson Allen with PJ Tucker and, you know, shooting jump hooks and things like that. Like, you know, you have optionality to do that. Um, so we'll see. I, I mean, I think, you know, the answer is always that things uh, are pretty fluid when you're, actually in games and screens are being set and you're running in transition and, you know, teams have to kind of find bodies and things like that. So um, unfortunately for the Bucks, A, they never really felt like they caught their stride in the preseason. So, you know, we have to kind of hope that all that kind of screwing around <laughs> is now going to turn into them kind of finding their rhythm a bit once now that things actually count. Um, and the other piece, obviously, is as you alluded to the injuries, right? Just you know, missing, um, you know, two guys that is, as you pointed out, Kane. I mean, Chris and Pat. Those are Chris. Obviously, is an automatic closer, but Pat is a guy that you also would look at as a guy that's going to close a lot of games. So, granted, he's not a starter, but we all know how how important Pat Connaughton's been in the regular season and the playoffs the past couple of years. So, it's a really big loss, and you know, I. I am definitely coming to this game with very moderated expectations for opening night. And, but as you guys pointed out, again, you, you hope that the relative softness of the schedule will be coming very handy here and that the bucks can kind of weather the storm of, of injuries. And I mean, heck, let's just hope there aren't more, right? Let's hope Wes Matthews ankle holds up. Let's hope Giannis and drew in particular, don't um, fall victim to some random ankle turn or, or worse because uh, you know, you hate to start a new year with, with a bunch of guys on the sideline, but that's the way it goes. And, you know, we know we'd rather have these guys out now than in the spring, which we saw how, how well that worked out for the bucks without Chris Middleton. So, you know, again, I'm sure they're going to take their time and get these guys right before we see them again. But in the meantime, bucks are going to need some of these, uh, these deeper rotation guys to really step up. Yeah. I can't figure out, when I was thinking about if you're going to have three guys who you think in a perfect world to play a, a decent role in a rotation. So, I mean, obviously Chris and Pat, we know, but you know, in a perfect world, Joe Ingles is a rotation player. I was trying to figure out whether you have three guys on opening night out, whether it's uh, better to spread them across positions or literally all be the same type of player, but it just leaves the bucks 
uh, a little bit thinner at the moment. They can go smaller. They can go bigger. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how they play that out. But if we talk about our friends at Prize Picks, uh, one thing that I feel confident about is Giannis is going to get a lot of rebounds in this game. The scoring will be interesting because Joel Embiid, you got PJ Tucker, who's going to be, uh, I would say, pretty ferocious. We saw that last year when he was playing in Miami, but uh, plenty of rebounds for Giannis tomorrow, I'm predicting. And if you don't know about prize picks, you pick two to five players. And if they score more or less than the prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 times on your money on any entry based on whether you think it'll be the over or under there. There's no competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. And if uh, you want to try other sports, there's NFL as well. Uh, Take the all the unders with the Packers, uh, MLB, NHL, uh, there's golf, there's all sorts of stuff, and entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. There's safe and fast withdrawals as well, and uh, currently operational in over 30 states. Uh, and uh, our friends north of the border in, Cal- in Canada. So uh, download the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com and sign up to play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive 100 bucks, in- 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with the promo code locked on. So if you depo- deposit 100 bucks, you'll get 100 bucks back. Uh, don't forget to enter the promo code locked on and sign up for instant deposit match up to $100 at prizepicks.com. So, defensively, you brought up something interesting there. So, the Sixers, the Yellow Knight, Harden, Maxi, Tobias Harris, PJ Tucker, Joel Embiid. So, we have seen in previous years where the Bucks would use Giannis and he would, I guess, defend PJ Tucker, but with the idea that he can kind of do whatever he wants and they would gamble on the guy that perhaps is not the offensive threat. Now the Bucks have been talking about not wanting to give up so many threes and uh, do they not care about PJ Tucker shooting corner threes in this game? Is there another matchup for Giannis? Because I think watching what Giannis does in this game defensively is going to be fascinating you think that Drew Holiday goes to James Harden, which is the obvious matchup, but uh, Harden also had 12 free throw attempts in the first game. We've spoken about the concerns about uh, about foul trouble there. What can Wes Matthews possibly do defensively? So how do you see it playing out with the key guys for the Bucks defensively and probably specifically Giannis? It's a great question. I mean, again, I'll say this. I, I think you're going to see just different things. I mean, I, I think probably... With Giannis, probably don't overthink it too much. And we know Giannis as kind of the rover free safety is mm-hmm. caliber guy. Um, so I, I think, again, it depends a little bit on on who else they're starting and, and how much you may need to hide guys. Um, you know, if, if you've got Grayson out there, is Grayson Allen defending Tobias Harris? I don't think that's really a good matchup just given the strength differential. <laughs> Um, do you want Grayson Allen defending Tyrese Maxey? I don't think that's a great matchup. Uh, do you want Grayson Allen defending James Harden? I don't think that's a great matchup. So uh, I, I'm just curious kind of what what direction they go with this. Um, and, and again, I wouldn't rule out the possibility that they may just go back to the jumbo lineup that we saw in the playoffs. And, um, you know, in that scenario, maybe uh, Giannis is defending Tobias Harris or something, and and you've got Bobby kind of you know hidden on on PJ, and basically they're they're daring um, scenarios where they're putting you know PJ Tucker pick and roll. Uh, so we'll see. Um, I think the only 
thing for certain is is we know Brooke Lopez is going to be defending Joel Embiid because <laughs> uh, I don't know anybody else really can can do that on the Bucks uh, other than than uh, uh, other than than Brooke. I think I'm I'm curious if Serge Ibaka really has much of anything for for Joel at this point. Um, we'll is see. Is he Plan B? Is he, is he the automatic Plan B? I know they play Bobby so. Portis a lot, but they might go big as you said. I I would expect they'll probably I I expect we'll see Serge Ibaka. Um, you know, probably get first quarter minutes. Uh, you know, that yeah. would be my, my guess is they're going to go a little deeper and, and play uh, some of the, you know, go with surge and, and, you know, want to just put a little more of the size in there. Um, but, but we'll see. I mean, um, you know, obviously a lot of talk in the preseason about Bucks trying to defend the three point line more, a lot of talk, you know, I would say not, not a whole lot of, um, evidence that that they figured out much of anything necessarily as far as how they were going to find that balance between defending the rim as they always have and trying to cut down a little bit on the three-point numbers um you know the three-point opponent shots were way down but again sample sizes were so small uh and they also played some teams honestly just don't don't shoot tons of threes uh so so we'll just kind of see how how things work out i you know i i think i think in terms of the grand scheme of you know the nba season you know, I think the things I'm most interested in is, um, you know, when you look at the Sixers team, I mean, they, they are, I think, with with reason, have become kind of a fashionable choice for some people to come out of the East, uh, just, you know, in part to just kind of be different. I know John Hollinger picked them on, like, I think on the Zach Lopod the other day. Uh, and I thought the most interesting thing about watching that opener between the Celtics and Sixers was just, you know, the defensive challenges that the Sixers had and, you know, obviously we know what PJ can do. He's what, 39 years old now. So again, expecting him to do that for 30 minutes a night for 82 games is, is asking a whole lot. Um, and I, I kind of, the, you know, the thing that, that kind of stood out to me a bit too, was just, you know, Joel Embiid, I think sort of carries the reputation of being this, you know, really, really good defensive center, maybe not like all defensive caliber center, but at least has the potential to be that kind of guy when he's engaged. And I just feel like the last couple of years, like we, I don't know. I've, I've been pretty underwhelmed by him defensively. And when you think about the issues that they have with, you know, the guards defensively for different reasons, Maxi just being very small and Harden just being kind of, you know, indifferent, not small, but indifferent. Um, you know, there's a lot of pressure on, on both PJ and Joel Embiid to, to be really good and, and to play their roles. And so, I mean, I kind of was joking the other day about, you know, Joel Embiid, seems like he's often defending the way Sixer fans think Nikola Jokic defends, um, which is to say like, you know, overrated and, and doesn't really actually, you know, impact the game and, and, uh, and doesn't, you know, make it, make life as difficult, especially in the pain as, as maybe you, you might expect. So we'll see. Um, I don't think he'll, they'll be lacking motivation on opening night at home against the Bucks, having coming off a loss against the Celtics. I mean, I think, you know, certainly all the stars are aligning for the, the Sixers to be extremely motivated and playing with a lot of energy. So, um, so it'll be interesting to see kind of what, how that works. But I, I'm curious to see, you know, Giannis versus PJ. Giannis mm-hmm. had a lot of problems against the Heat last year, but again, that's also playing in a Spo system. Spo's teams have always, I think, defended Giannis better than than pretty much almost anybody. So putting PJ on the Sixers, you know, what's that going to look like? Um, Again, we hope that obviously Giannis can do what Giannis does and figure out ways to uh, 
ways to make buckets. And, you know, I think back to that last game last year that Joel Embiid made a big deal about how they, you know, Giannis killed them when he was off the floor. And so part of that's part of the reason why they got PJ Tucker was to try to give a little bit more of that steadiness uh, if Joel is not on the floor. So I think that, that's an interesting one. And then, you know, Harden had big numbers on opening night. So I think obviously there's going to be a microscope on him all year just in terms of how productive can he be. Um, very curious to see how the Bucks defend him, how the Bucks defend the Harden, Embiid, pick and roll. Uh, and, you know, Harden being a, a such a pick and roll de- dependent guy, I think also, to me, that kind of neutralizes a little bit of what makes Drew great, you know, um, because, again, is Drew's absolute best skill getting over screens and, and rear contesting. Like, I don't, you know, that I'm not saying he can't do that or he can't be good at it, but, um, but I think Drew's strength is more in sort of his 1v1, his versatility, the switchability, being able to play up and down. And um, we'll see how much he's asked to do that in, in a game like this. We'll see if they uh, switch much. You know, I think, I think there were some hints that with Bobby Portis and at least if they're putting Bobby into pick and rolls that, that they may switch a lot of that. Um, so we'll see. We'll see if Bobby's at his dancing shoes, if he gets switched onto James Harden a fair bit. Um, but uh, I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully um, he fares better than Marcus Smart on opening night. That was, I mean, I think hopefully you guys, uh, if you saw any highlights of that game, you probably saw Harden just maybe push off like a tiny bit, but Marcus Smart, like just go absolutely like just launch himself. Honestly, um, impressive. I, I don't, I mean, it was crazy. Like he basically put himself into the, you know, into the first row from the foul line practically. Um I want to and, say uh, Pratik, our friend Pratik uh, Patel, by the way, uh, he tweeted this clip and this was an old tweet of his. And it's like uh, Owen Wilson and uh, Vince Vaughn. I, I don't know what movie. It's it is. Wedding it's Crashers. It's Wedding Crashers. And he's like, every time I turn around, you're on your ass. <laughs> and it's like, and that was literally Marcus Smart. I mean, we went, we sat through it for seven games, but geez, he's on the floor a lot. And so is Joel Embiid, by the way. I mean, those, yeah. both of those guys are just always on the floor. And, and the, the irony was... Um, you know, Harden basically like, you know, smart, just one of the all-time massive flops, launches himself backwards. <laughs> Harden tees up the Harden step back and, you know, m- m- visions of what he did to Wesley Johnson on the Clippers a few yes. years ago where he kind of shook him and, you know, had his time to, you know, paint a picture standing there on the three-point line and, and line up a shot. He made the shot against the Clippers a few years ago, but... <laughs> It's funny that this was the enduring highlight of the first game because I mean he scored what 35 points on 15 shots or something. You know he he was super efficient scoring in this game, but the enduring images of the you know the Sixers losing and and Harden basically like barely getting rim after just completely shaking a uh, flopping Marcus Smart and getting a wide open look for a three. So um, you know couldn't couldn't happen to a a more annoying couple of guys I guess right like that was kind of like a perfect encapsulation of of both guys on some level so so we'll see you know Harden obviously just presents a ton of challenges and um you know I think if he's if he's dancing and step backing and doing that stuff um you know I think that's probably what you're happier to have him settle for versus um getting downhill and pick and rolls and you know having Drew on his backside and and forcing Brooke or whoever else is having to defend and pick and roll be put in tough spots and you know, or, or help guys. We'll see, right? Are the help guys going to help uh, leave guys on the perimeter open for Harden to kind of spray the ball around? So 
I think regardless of what you think about Harden, I mean, he's still a great facilitator. And, um, you know, I think obviously the, again, the, the microscope will be on him all year to see how he performs, but, uh, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I'm, I think certainly these, these first few weeks, uh, of the season, you know, like kind of like sa- same, same story as, as what we said in the playoffs after Chris goes down. I mean, the pressures is on Giannis and drew to, to really just be monsters and, bring it on both ends. And if, if they can't do that, right. If one of them has an off night, especially on a team against a team like the Sixers, it's, it's just going to be really hard to win. And so I, again, I'm, I'm going into opening night, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to bring in low expectations. Hope they give a good effort. You know, hopefully Philly maybe doesn't, uh, doesn't bring their shooting boots and maybe they miss a bunch of shots and you know, hopefully you can steal a win. But uh, you know, a game like this, I, I certainly think you favor the home team and, uh, on an opening night scenario and again especially just given the the health differential with the Bucks versus how where Philly is all right programming note we're about to do the over and under podcast we're going to try and keep it short and sharp I remember back in the day I mean we've done over and under podcast that went for near on two and a half hours it's got completely out of control but we've got about eight uh, that we want to go through. We're going to rip through them. So make sure you check the podcast feed. If you're listening to this, that'll be there uh, as well. And I also want to mention game to game NBA, every moment, every top performance, every result locked on game to game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only locked on can deliver follow game to game on locked on NBA available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, I don't know if we need to get into this because I think we're just going to have to see how it plays out. But my last thought on this is, as I'm thinking about this Bucks team, the Sixers scored 117 points. Uh, they were well over 50% on two-point uh, attempts against a pretty good Boston Celtics defense, even though there was no Rob Williams. In the preseason, the Bucks gave up 74% within five feet of the basket. And I know there was a bunch of random players that were playing in that game. But, uh, you know, the, it... I get the sense that the Bucs are going to have to score points in this game to win. And without Chris Middleton, I'm just wondering, you know, maybe Giannis goes off. That's great. But you're probably still going to need another 70 points from somewhere. And it's uh, it's going to be fascinating whether it's a Jordan War or whether it is a Javon Carter that continues to shoot well. But um, certainly getting the points on the board is is uh, something that I'm looking for because uh, I'm not sure. We haven't seen great offense from this team in the preseason and they've certainly struggled in the past without Chris Middleton. So yeah, the PJ Tucker and Joel Embiid interior has me a little bit anxious, Frank. Well, hopefully Joel, you know, and and honestly, part of it is like, I mean, I I don't expect Joel Embiid to play balls out defense throughout the regular season because he's probably afraid of getting hurt. Right. I mean, just given the way he plays, he's always throwing himself on the ground, especially offensively. He throws himself on the ground a lot, but he's kind of flopping around trying to get fouled. He's sort of like the reverse of, not the reverse of Marcus Smart, because Smart flops around pretty much, you know, probably when he's, Everywhere. Yeah, yeah, when he's walking into the gym, he's flopping around probably. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I'll say this, Joel is not really, I mean, 1v1 against Giannis, right? We've seen that matchup a lot. Like, I think Giannis doesn't mind that because he knows that he can just go straight into Joel's chest. And he's generally not a guy that wants to take charges. Like, he's kind of too proud to do that. So, um, hey, game on. The thing is, they, they never take a night off against the Bucks, though, Frank. You know, like Embiid well, is we know PJ to... does. Yeah, we know PJ definitely yeah. doesn't. That's for sure. Yeah. So it's going to be fascinating. All right, Bucks and Sixers. Let's get into this over and unders pod. 
uh, in a little bit here. But uh, this game is 6.30 p.m. tip. Is that right, Central Time? I believe that's correct, 6.30 p.m. So uh, we'll be back after the game. We'll do a post-game pod. The first official post-game pod of the 2022-23 season. Uh, one of these teams are going to get their first win, hopefully, uh, it's the Bucks. Also, check out the Locked On NBA podcast. They're covering everything from around the league. 12 games tonight as we're recording this. It was chaotic. I was flicking between a bunch of different games. So check out Locked On NBA, and they'll have you covered there. Thanks for making Locked On Bucks your first listen. For Frank and myself, I will speak to you guys after the game. <laughs>